Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all. It's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's the red pill. Sometimes it's the blue pill. Sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. So that's what's happened with me. Carolyn Kaufman was my first guest. I really enjoyed having her because she's a personal friend and a personal guy. She's an amazing person. I say I talk about how amazing she is during the podcast, so I'm not going to blow her up right now. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me. It means a lot that you're here on my first podcast. We're about to go for a ride, people. Without further ado, here's my interview with Miss Carolyn Kaufman. Carolyn Kaufman is an intuitive life coach, healer, critically acclaimed counselor, and mother of four. She's the author of The Labyrinth of Life, Free to Be Me, and Rainbow Touch Healing. She is trained with Dorian Virtue, led groundbreaking seminars and workshops, including the H2O United by Love with Dr. Emoto. You can visit her website, thelabyrinthoflife.com, or through Facebook on her Labyrinth of Life or Free to Be Me pages. Welcome, Carolyn Kaufman. Oh, thank you so much, Carla. <laughs> Great to do this with you. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have you as my first guest because you have an incredible journey. I've known you for a while now, and what struck me about you is like you're this sweet looking lady, but behind all that is this just powerhouse of <laughs> stuff. Like I literally walking Wonder Woman on this earth. Um, Wow. You, yeah, truly. I mean, you really opened my eyes a long time ago and have been a, a real guide for me for a long time. And that's why I'm super excited to have you here because I, I just want to tell everybody you are, you, you know, one of the first people that I met that was like on a mission. You're a healer. You've healed yourself of a life-threatening disease, a channeler who has channeled healing methods for people. Um, which we're going to dive into if we have time and give everybody a little taste at the end of the podcast. Um, you're a medium and then wait for it. A multiple connections with ETs, um, which we'll definitely touch on, uh, through this podcast. You're the first person I ever met who had had a connection with an ET. And I was like, hi, can we talk every day? Cause I have questions. <laughs> So, and I just want to kind of give everybody like a headline of what your mission is, and then we'll go back and, and figure out how you got there. Well, thank you so much. First of all, oh my gosh, um, for the intro. Um, yes. Well, so my mission, it's, it's amazing because it's kind of expands and grows, but I think it really started when I was a young kid, when I, I, I had visions of just helping children and animals, but I never really quite understood where that was going to go. And back in 2000, um, we had opened up a healing center. And right before that, I got this um, almost seemed like a downloader. The more I opened up to my own healing, um, and they started to show me pictures <clears throat> of a, basically a community. And it's um, setting up a whole living community. At first, I was calling it the Free to Be Me Whole Living Community. And basically, it's that. It's holding space for everybody to be who they are. And I really believe that when we can do that, then people can come in without all the, the, the baggage and the world can completely change. My mission started as just seeing this picture and, and knowing that I become um, a role that holds space for people to come back to working from their heart. We're self-sustaining, we're helping each other heal, we're living our gifts, whatever our, our passion is, and it expands going into like conscious business, into conscious living, you know, and, and um, kind of goes from there. Just give it a little. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so we're going to break this all down. Okay. Um, so you always knew that you were a little different. So tell us <laughs> an early memory of something that happened to you as a kid where you were like, oh, shit, I'm a little different. <laughs> yeah, I think that was from the beginning. Um, you know, um, when I was little, I, I always, I knew things. I saw things. I knew things. Um, I used to see um 
being like when I was uh, five, um, lived with my mom, my parents had divorced. Um, and I was a very extremely shy child. And I, I now I realize it was because of these sensitivities and because I realized I saw things and heard things that nobody else did. And it didn't feel safe to share these because the few times I did, like this one time when I was like five, we had a walk-in closet and I shared a room with my mom. And there would be these beings that would come out and start talking to me. Okay, and, wait, wait, what type of, explain, what do they uh, look like, what are they saying? <laughs> One of the, the, the main ones that, like, stayed into my head forever was, it, 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 it sounds crazy, but it was, like, this huge spider-like being. Wow. And it was, it was huge. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't scary, per se, other than I knew it was different, and so it would frighten me a little bit that, you know, it would come and it would start talking to me and it would tell me things. And my, and um, every night this went on for a while, I'd wake my mom up, everybody would get up, everybody looking around, going in the closet. And of course, <laughs> nobody, you know, else could see this being. And, um, but the, the, the part of that um, I remember holding on to is I knew what it was telling me it wasn't anything bad. It was always, always, I can't remember what it said, but it always felt really good. Um, and so that was just some of the beginning experiences. And then later on, I would just know things like oh, when adults were talking and I would knew and I knew when they were full of, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yet I was also, because I conformed, you know, in our time, in our childhood, it was very, you were seen, but not heard. And I was terrified of, from different experiences of actually speaking out. So I had to keep grow up, keeping all that inside of me. So I just basically kept quiet. So when you knew that they were full of BS, you yes. <laughs> would, how would that manifest? Like they were talking and you would just have a feeling or you would actually hear like telepathically what's in their head or. I think um, for me, I'm, I'm a, I have a lot of um, clear cognizance. There's different ways of receiving our intuitive information. I have a combination of all of the, the clairs, but the most is a knowing. So mm. I would just get this inner knowing and sometimes it would like run through my body where I would cringe or I would have just these bumps or, and then other times I would get like thoughts or just pieces of information that would be there and be telling me the correct answers to things. And these adults would be like, you know, saying something else and I would hear something and then it would happen and what I heard or felt would come true. So is there a name for this? Um, well, it's part of the claircognizance. So there's clairaudience, clairsentient, clairvoyance, and um, claircognizant. And the claircognizant is the inner knowing word. And, and this is the one that drives most people crazy because you don't know how you know. So in our world, you always want, some people want like substantial like proof or evidence that how you know something. And when you're a claircognizant, like how do you prove that? All you have is the inner knowing. And then the clairaudience is the inner hearing where, you know, you're hearing people or hearing the guides or the information. And, and again, even that is hearing it a different way because sometimes it's not so much hearing it a, another voice. It's hearing your own voice, but in wording that you might not use. So it's learning to recognize it. And then there's, you went soft right there. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So as a kid, were you, did you use this? Cause I know I would be using this to my advantage if I were, I you know, <laughs> I think, <laughs> wouldn't that be so cool? If I could go back now, oh my God, I could do so much with it. Um, no, I think because I was so afraid on the other levels, you know, there was different forms of abuse I had gone through and, and it was enough to where I honestly was terrified to say anything. Wow. And so my first experiences, so literally I just kept it to myself and, and actually in my, in my, um, early teen and throughout the teen years, I kind of rebelled against it because I was pissed at it, wow. I think, because yeah. I didn't know what to do with it and I felt like I couldn't do anything with it. So I, I started to like say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do this and found out a lot of things the hard way. <laughs> so I have to ask you, did you ever like try acid or mushrooms? And like, what was that like with all this in your head? Well, and things no, I didn't, I didn't get into that hard <laughs> core, but I, I did go through st stages of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> and that was, that was really trying to shut it all up. It was, yeah. I, didn't know how to deal with the sensitivities. I didn't know what to do with it. And I had nobody to talk to. And no one. Wow. There was nobody. So I, when I think back now, it's like, how did I make it through those years? Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, so I did. I went through a lot of uh, some drinking early, very early on and some drugs early on. And then it wasn't until I had, I did have one crazy experience that 
basically where they did come through and they shook me up big time. Oh, <laughs> I was wait, actually fighting like, the devil, I think, in one moment. And that was oh my, my breakup call. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Um, so I think I drank a little bit after that, but it was nothing like had gotten to to that point. And that was when more and more experiences started opening up. That was also when I then got sick for a few years. Yeah. A whole new world. Wait, so I just want to touch real quickly on that because, you know, I know a lot of people in the recovery, um, in the recovery world and there's a belief that, you know, spirits, they say it's called spirits for a reason because spirits Mm -hmm. can enter people's brains when you're not fully there is that what you're talking about when you're like okay I don't I can't drink with this stuff happening in my body well I um I mean the reason that I that I was drinking and stuff I think it was more um what I've learned today is I am extremely sensitive like I feel things to the nth degree beyond other people that I can tell around me right you know I can and and I think it was my my way of doing that was when I drank I somehow would shut off those things and shut off the inner knowing as much at least it kind of helped me ignore it I guess you could say but when you question yeah but when you drank that one time and you said something came in and scared you oh okay yeah I think that was they were just they were like trying to get my attention they're like Uh, enough is enough you you crossed your line here and you need to stop and it was so it was it happened a time where I was like mixing things too and they came in and they were like you're done. Like you've had enough. You've had your play time. It's time for you to like come out of this. And I, I got it very clearly because it, it scared me so much that I went cold turkey on all the things that I was doing besides wow. like drinking. And even that I cut down a lot. So when you got sick, what happened? What was the name of the disease? How old were you? <laughs> okay. So, um, I started, um, after all that episode happened, I started putting myself through, so I was going to school, I was working a good job at the courthouse, um, I started to get, like, cold ongoing over and over again, I started having all these symptoms, and, um, again, I still had a little bit of that quiet, quiet nature of me, so, like, I didn't want to complain a lot, but when I would go to the doctors, somehow they would look at me, and they, they wouldn't, they couldn't see the sickness on the outside so they always they kept like treating me like I was in, in my head and it went through like a two two and a half year period when they finally found out that I had cancer that whole time wow. and so they had misdiagnosed me for like two and a half years so by the time they found it it was pretty far progressed but it was a slow progressing cancer thank god um, so they were able to treat it with a hardcore chemo and that was be- this is before my alternative healing journey so I didn't know any better I went through six months of chemotherapy and actually before they they, they got the diagnosis of, of uh, cancer with Hodgkin's lymphoma by the way uh, stage like 3BE um, they had thought I had lupus because when they first started taking tests um, I, I actually was it was a terrible <laughs> I don't know if I can share an extra minute with this but um, when I first yeah. was going these one doctor tried to tell me it was in my head and I stopped seeing doctors for a while, but I kept getting sick. I lost my really good job. Now I was going into debt. So I, I finally went into my lady doctor just to have a regular routine appointment. And I somehow broke down in this new person. It was a nurse practitioner. I broke down in her office and I, I just started telling her, I've been sick for all this time. I lost my job. I don't know what to do. And I'm here not even for any of that. And I thought she was going to admit me right there. I mean, I thought that was it. I'm there. I'm going to the cuckoo, you know, house somewhere, whatever. You know, I was, at that time I was tw- um, 23. Wow. And, um, she came back and started taking all these tests and um, within a week they had said that uh, my my counts were elevated so bad that they believed I had an autoimmune disease and so they sent me to the doctor and they they said I had lupus at that point they immediately started treating me with like 60 milligrams of prednisone wow and I don't know if you're familiar with that at all but I had been thin my entire life I you know I've never had that experience they, I gained 30 pounds in one month from wow. this and my whole system was all over the place. And um, so then, but the doctor didn't, wasn't sure that that was it. And that was when, um, right before Christmas of 93, found out that I had cancer. And so I went through from January. Is, do you remember that big earthquake on 94, January like 17th or something like that? 94. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was the day of my first chemo. What? And I went all the way through June. They, ha- they had to end it towards the end because I was having all kinds of side effects. I was having leg damage, lung damage, everything from the um, chemo. Wow. So, yeah. But um, 
got done all that, I, I knew I was going to live. Like I could have died because it was so far progressed, but something inside of me knew that I was going to live and there was going to wow. be changes. So I got done with all that, but I obviously didn't get the message because I went right back to work, right back to school, <laughs> was like trying to force myself, you know, into mm -hmm. everything. And I got sick again. And so that's when they diagnosed me, re-diagnosed me with lupus. And they said, yes, you have lupus. They gave me a horror picture. They told me at 24 years old, I wasn't going to be able to have children, which I always thought I had five in my head. Um, they told me that I, I couldn't like be in the sunlight. I, you know, California kids, you know, you love sun, right? Wow. I couldn't get her UV lights. I mean, it was like a whole list. I had to wear special makeup, couldn't do anything. I had to watch what I was eating. It was, it was crazy. And in those days, the book said when you were diagnosed with lupus, you had about 10 years left to live. So it was pretty crazy. Um, and I lived that way on experimental drugs for about another year. Um, I think it was about a year, year and a half. And then I said, something's not right. Like this wasn't the picture that I was shown. Mm -hmm. And that was it. From that moment on, people started coming into my life that introduced me to alternative medicine. And that like, that changed everything. And I was able to heal the lupus, take kick it out of my body basically or balance my body within 30 days of working on my energy work and with the Louise Hay book. Uh, you can heal your life. 30 days. <clears throat> yes. 30 days. It was a hardcore. I mean, I didn't take it easy. I worked at least two to three times a day on my energy. I had just learned pranic healing. Um, oh, by this time I did have one child in between. So that also got my mind stirring. Like they're not right. Something's you know wrong. I didn't think I could have children. And, um, so yeah, 30 days, I dedicated myself. I was diligent. I worked on my thoughts because that was what Louise Hay taught me is how bad I was to myself, you know, how negative every, all my, my thoughts were of self-hatred of self, you know, like not loving myself, not feeling worthy of anything. And that was why I was manifesting so much. And so when I started to change those thoughts and just practice changing those thoughts and then working on my energy and slowly start looking about food. I didn't know that much at that time, but that was enough that in 30 days, those symptoms were gone. I went, said goodbye to the doctors and I never went back. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and now I have, of course, four children, three almost grown children and, <laughs> and wow. uh, my almost 12 year old. So what does that do when you have experts telling you your diagnosis is horrible, you have 10 years to live, you're never going to have children, and then you wake up and figure out how to heal yourself <laughs> through wow. these messages and people that start coming through your life. I mean, what does that do for you overall? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, everyone thought I was just completely crazy because I was so excited and, you know, it was like I was on fire. I wanted to just tell everybody everything mm -hmm. I had just learned, tell them how crazy they were because, like, <laughs> oh, my God, I just learned this. You need to do this. You know, it wasn't like a light thing. I, I mean, I came off strong. So I went being from this completely shy, quiet person to the, ah, you have to hear me. You have to, you have to listen to me. Let me show you what you can do. And so um, for me, it, it lit a fire. But it was a little challenging because people around me, they just thought I was nuts. Even yeah. though you healed yourself, they still thought you were nuts? They thought I was nuts, so they were a little bit scared. But let me tell you that I was the first person they all called when they had a problem. They yeah. called me like, can you scan my, my ankle? Can you scan my, son, my, my son's you know, arm to see if it's broken? Can you, you know, all these things. But then they would be still calling me crazy. Like, I'm known in the family, and this is no joke. You can ask anybody in my family. I'm known as Crazy Aunt Carolyn. That's just, mm -hmm. that's what my siblings taught their children, you know? Um, but, um, Wait, so, okay. so when you say scan, you are able to look at someone's body or look at someone's whatever part they're bringing to you and sort of get a feeling, a cognitive feeling if yeah. something's wrong. That's part of like, like when my first, um, learning with that was with pranic healing and then I had like Reiki and then I have other, you know, healing modalities that came through me. And we learned that everybody is, is of energy, you know, and so you can learn just by tuning into somebody and I use my hands, not everybody does it that way, but I can feel other people's energy. And then it, using all my intuitive abilities, it also tells me a story. So I can tune into you and I can feel your body with my hand, kind of waving my hand in front, like I visualize you in front of me. And it starts, I start to feel different vibrations 
of where your body is, the energy is heavy, where it might be depleted. Um, I get other pieces of information that say, oh, there's something going on with, you know, the heart or the head or whatever it is with who I'm working on. And then there's methods that then teach you how to heal that. Like you can help clear that energy and balance, help that person to balance um, the energy or yourself. So that came through after you healed yourself. And is that, is that when you started channeling like the rainbow touch healing or... Yeah, it, it was kind of like, you know, steps along the way. Like, but I learned pranic healing before I healed myself, before I worked with that. That was my first step. Then I learned Reiki. Um, and then, yeah, back after years, a few years later, um, I think it was after about 2000, that was when all of a sudden, um, I don't know how to explain it other than I woke up one day and I just had this download of a, a rainbow touch healing. That's the name I came up with because it's working with the Merkaba. It's working with, um, which is um, our inner light vehicle, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it works with rainbow color energy and, um, and the chakras of our, our bodies and our hands. And that, I just woke up with this information. Wow. And I started using it and it was amazing. And then I started, and then they told me I had to teach it. So I started sharing it with people and everybody who started using it, they really enjoyed it. And um, to this day, I still use it with myself all the time. And so if we have time, we're gonna do a little bit of that at the end. Okay. <laughs> so we can kind of show, tell everybody how to do that. So you trained with Dorian Virtue. Was this after all of uh, this? Doreen Virtue, I, I trained with her in 98. Okay. And um, I became uh, one of her, in those days they were calling it um, Certified Spiritual Counselor. Okay. Um, I, and then I helped for, uh, for a while with her. I was one of her counselors that she would recommend at the end of the session. And then I became a part of committee for a while um, with her team. And we would help answer questions for her. And we, we kind of traveled, went to Hawaii once with her and things like that. And that was, gosh, um, I want to say 1998, 99 to 2000. So you had all this happening at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and by this time I had my second child. No, my third child. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> when I took the class with Doreen, I was pregnant with my second child, my daughter, Ariel. And um, I was having back issues at that time. And so all the whole class was working on me. And at one point, Doreen said, oh, my God, look at everybody. Her daughter's working on her, too. Really? Really cool. Yeah. So they, Ariel is famous in, in, uh, <laughs> from Doreen's <laughs> because everybody knew who she was at that time. <laughs> so, so this gift that you have, it, it got passed on to your kids. Was it all of your kids? Some of your kids, Ariel, obviously. Um, I don't, I, I, I guess I don't look at so much as a gift. I feel, believe that we all have these abilities, these innate, I think it's our innate abilities inside, but it depends on whether we open up to them. And so, yes, mm -hmm. all my children have exhibited um, different pieces of it and all in very different ways. Um, all should very intuitive. Like Ariel was extremely intuitive and she's like an incredible manifester. Oh my God. I, I just blown away sometimes. Like, you know, if you did this a lot more consciously, can you, you know, I can just imagine what her life would be like. And then um, my son, Tom, um, Rushon and Tom's like, they, they would see things when they were little a lot. We've had mm -hmm. a lot of really trippy experiences with them as kids. And um, Dylan too, they're all like very sensitive. And whether they know it, I, I, I don't always know how conscious they are embracing like um, how, in, how intuitive they are. But mm -hmm. like I'll think things in my head and not want to say anything to them. Like, oh, I'm going to surprise them and take them to ice cream. And they're like, hey, mom, let's get ice cream now. And I'm like, really? No. <laughs> So surprise parties are out the window on that one. Seriously, once in a while I can pull it off. But <laughs> So, okay, so you had a, a whole paradigm shift happen in the healing world for you. Um, yeah. did, were you open up to like other areas where we were being misinformed as like a public? <laughs> oh my gosh. Now that's a whole nother like five different shows. <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah, that was that, that. It was really scary when it first opened up. I had to go through years of like, and I know you know this mm -hmm. at first, like when you start opening up to other tr things that are happening that you were completely blind to, it's mm -hmm. scary and you don't want to believe it at first. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes so evident, like you can't help not to because you can see, you can see it when you start opening your eyes. And so definitely, and I went through different phases with it. it. It was really hard at first. And then it was exciting and crazy at the same time. You know how it gets your blood just going and it's exciting and it's scary. And, um, and then you learn more and more and more about how much we're taught 
mistakes in thinking. I mean, they just, without saying too much, you know, we've just been very controlled. We've been very manipulated. And, um, but it was part of the plan. We weren't ready to take our responsibility yet. So now it's really exciting because we're coming into a time where I can know all of that. And I also know that I don't have to allow it to affect me the same way that I used to. And now I can come back and do what my role is and know that keep my focus there. And that's what my part is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're definitely the person that I called many, many, many times when I started, you know, going down the rabbit (laughs) hole, making my own discoveries and it is really scary. And, um, and so I guess without, you know, there's obvious things like the air, the food, Yeah. people are opening up, waking up to the food. And my question would always be why there's some people whose role is to be, um, power hungry, you Mm -hmm. know, that they, they just get a taste of of that and they run based on the ego Mm -hmm. and that's their role. Like we, we, you know, I look at it, it kind of goes at the bigger picture is my belief is that we came down here to experience the opposite of what we are. And and, in our true form, we're like, what we're bliss. We're, we're divine. We're, we're perfect, right? We're perfection, but we create this world. That's a duality. It's a polarity, you know? And, and so to, to really experience ourselves fully or that bliss even more, we have to experience the opposite. So to Mm -hmm. do that, we have to have people that play those roles too. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it was part of the game that was set up. And for a long time, we kind of had amnesia. Mm-hmm. And those people were playing that part because they, they needed to, and they could, and now it's all, it is changing. Oh my God. There, there, there's so many changes. Like I follow update these specific updates every day and it's, it blows my mind. And the cool thing now is to see before we would see these updates coming in of things that are supposed to happen that are going to change for the better for, you know, those of us that are, are aware of this stuff. I know I'm mm-hmm. being very vague right now on purpose, but, um, but now we're starting to see the confirmations because they'll say something and then you see it happen on the mainstream media, which is mm. incredible, you know, cause I mean, I don't watch the media because I don't, I don't see a whole lot of truth in there, but it's kind of fun when you actually are seeing things that you know are supposed to be happening, actually being ver- verified, you know? So, um, well, so what, what, what's one example? What can I share? Um, okay. Without saying too much, like all the systems are changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, uh, there's things I, I don't really want to talk about. Well, you don't have to, you but, don't have to. But um, let's just say the financial, the financial um, whole system is going to be changing. Mm-hmm. And that has all been based on a bunch of uh, fraud, basically. There's, mm-hmm. there's lot, I don't, again, I won't go into too much of that. You can look up yourself. Um, I don't like, I like to, I like to inform myself and get to know, but I don't like to get into the, a lot of arguments of that because unless you're ready it's hard information to take but the whole system's the way it's run the government like i i just i haven't voted in forever because i don't believe in it um i know it's not run the way that we think it should be and the way that people believe it is so those are some of the the, the systems that are going to be changing um the education system is changing um and it's awesome and sometimes it looks like things are crumbling first because that's what has to happen the old foundations have to crumble so Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's positive but it's leading to positive change does that make sense awesome yes so and the people, the people who were in power for a long time, that's crumbling as well. There mm-hmm. are other people of light and of who are ready to take the, our power and balance from love are coming forth. And so we are, that has been getting more and more validated as well, which is exciting for me. Awesome. So yeah. in terms of, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. In terms of paradigm, because uh, some catchphrases that I always hear from you are old <laughs> paradigm, new paradigm, and mistakes of thinking. So can you explain that? Sure. Um, so the old paradigm, and again, I, when, I, when I talk about this, I, please, I like to really make sure people know I'm not talking in judgment at all. It's just becoming aware so that we can make changes. But the old paradigm was very much based, a paradigm built and based on fear and control. Mm-hmm. And um, if you look back, you can't help not to see that. It's just, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed at that time. But now we're starting to realize that that's not, that's not really conducive for a healthy human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, we, and we're and the new the shift and the new paradigm is, you know, um, coming into living from your heart, coming mm-hmm. into finding out what your role is, what your passion is and living that, even though a lot of the old paradigm still doesn't believe that's possible. I know it is. I have seen what happens when we are able to come from our heart space and be in the flow with the universe, how things come together. And so the new paradigm 
and a lot of people have been working on this foundation for a very long time and um, it's really cool to see it's, it's really out there even if you don't think it is if you don't if you're stuck if you're in that place where all you see is the negativity and the old the old card mm -hmm. trust me the new one is the foundation is being built beautifully and so that's stepping into a place where we can be free to be who we are Mm -hmm. and where we can work together instead of against each other. It's not mm -hmm. a competition. It's a cooperation and work together to, to, to be one with our planet and each other, our animals and all you know, that share the planet together. And that's kind of where I, where I'm, my passion really lies is moving in that direction and whatever steps help to build towards that direction. So I, I love hearing that stuff, but when I hear it, I hear like, Oh my God, that just sounds like some rainbow dream. <laughs> And the hard part for me is when it is in the day to day and the moment to moment, like for example, you go to a job that you hate and you're not getting paid yep. enough. And so like, what are some things you can share with people to help them on those smaller levels? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's awesome because that's we're all working at these levels at all times um some of us just have had more practice and you are very familiar i know with these words because i always come back and tell you this stuff too it's basically it's you you when you when i find myself in the midst like i had something today that happened and it was like what do i do with it i stop i feel it make sure you're consciously aware of what you're not liking what your you know what your stress is what your challenge is but then you go within and it's it's stopping and saying okay wait a minute that 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 is just a limitation i'm only i'm struggling because i'm out of the moment i'm either worrying about how i'm going to deal with tomorrow or i'm with a limited thinking i'm 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 stopping the opportunities or the other doors that could be open to change the situation so then what i do is then that's where the affirmations come in i'm a big huge one on affirmations and i've been using the same ones over and over because i love them and it's I refocus the energy and I say, okay, I'm going to let all that go. I'm going to feel it, acknowledge it, and I'm going to let it go. And now I'm going to remember that I am safe, number one. Come back in this moment. I am okay in this moment. I can trust the process of life. Life brings me only positive experiences. My source comes from within, and it's unlimited. I am supported by the universe and always, always. Um, and, you know, whatever other ones come to me. But what, what that does is that shifts my consciousness to now I've opened doors because it's based on a law of attraction. What, whatever energy or vibration we're holding, that puts it out to the universe. And the universe doesn't judge it. It just gives you back. It matches your vibration. So if I shift my vibration from fear and doubt and challenge to now I'm open to unlimited possibilities that maybe I just couldn't see because I was in that other space, now all kinds of new doors open. Now I'm one. I'm in line with my heart instead of my, my solar plexus, my fear. <laughs> and now I can flow and all of a sudden when you do that and you affirm maybe ground cut cords and if you want we can go over that later if you have time mm -hmm. um, now I can like some new things will come in like maybe somebody's gonna call me or I'll just get a feeling of like no I'm not gonna do that after all or you know what? I'm gonna go go do dishes or I'm gonna go play with my kids right now and those are important steps to follow because it's incredible what happens. You know, I, w I was just watching a movie last night. It was kind of showing that or um, the other day. And these people were having all these challenges and didn't know what to do with this church. And they decide the, the, the wife says, let's just go today. For, forget everything. Let's go, to, let's go to this park. And they did. Out in the middle of nowhere, they go and have this picnic. And this guy and his wife shows up and says, hey, I know you. And they, and they start talking. He says, yeah, well, you know, I see you're working on the field and you need a tractor. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I need a tractor. He goes, well, we have one that we're not using here, or, or piece of water piece, whatever it was. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. It's like you let go. You follow your nudge of the moment, whether it's taking a nap, playing, going get a massage, making a phone call. The other pieces will naturally gravitate to you because the, the um, vibration is drawing it to you. Mm -hmm. But if we stay stuck in the fear and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, then that's we're going to continue to draw closed doors. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the thing where I think most people freak out or have a hard time is they do it once and they think that's enough. And <laughs> trust me, if that was enough, I would be in a different place right now. <laughs> it's not. It's, you have to be diligent with it. It's, you just have to come back. It's so simple. 
but you have to keep coming back over and over and over. And that's the practice. The mm -hmm. more you do it, the more you see it validated in your life, the more doors you start to see open, you start to see how it works. And the more that happens, the more you start to believe the affirmations, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. more you start believing the affirmations. Again, it just expands. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. It took me a long time. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> But those are really powerful. The I am safe. I started with that one. I am safe. I am safe. Because mm -hmm. the money issues, I think, get a lot of people. And also, if you don't like your job, but you feel like you have to be there because that's the only way. And then mm -hmm. once I started doing your stuff, which is, you know, I'm taking care and all, I'm taking care of always in all ways. Yeah. And then life brings me joy. What is the, uh, life only brings me joy. Uh, I trust myself with life. Life brings me like, positive experiences. Life only brings me positive experiences. Um, yeah. I, I just thought of something that you were just yeah. saying about the job. I want to, I want to um, do it because I know a lot of people have that challenge, whether it's a job or finding a place to live or more money. What, one thing I think is just super important is don't ignore the challenges too. Because sometimes people get in the, in the spiritual side and they think they can't look at any of the negative stuff because you're not going to do anything. You're going to keep it there if you don't look at it and pretend mm. it doesn't exist. So you want to look at it. You want to embrace it. But the other thing is it's okay to admit you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it in that moment only because mm. you're coming from this blocked space. But if you instead, what I'll do is I'll say, all right, universe, you know what? we need a place to live. We've got to move out of this place at this time, or I'm not happy in my job, but I like to do A, B, C, and D. Um, thank you for showing me the way. And that's those, those I use all the time. Thank you for showing me the way. And I'll call them like my higher self, my future self, the divine design. And that's my word for God. Um, and I, I thank them. I don't beg them. I don't, you know, do all those other things. I, I thank them for showing me the way. And then that's where, again, you go back to the practice to get out of the way to follow the steps. That's awesome. And I hope that people will take those and practice with that because that stuff is, it sounds so simple and silly, but it's life-changing. It really, it really is. you know, people have heard of what your thoughts become your reality and using those really simple practices to change your, because I, I just so easily, I would, my default setting was negative, you know? And so through those, I was able to, and I had to say it a million times and I was like mad that I had to say it. And then I would get mad at my design and why am I made like this? And then finally just gave up and just started doing it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, these do work. Okay, great. <laughs> it's so awesome when that happens too, you know? <laughs> yeah, like six years later, but anyway. It's okay. Time. I know. Time. <laughs> I know, I know. No one's, ju no one's judging. Um, so planetary... Ascension. That's a big keyword happening right now. A lot of people are excited about it. What's your take on that? What does it mean? Um, well, I think we've, we've been in it for a long time. It's just like our natural kind of evolution, if you will. But the, mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, talk um, over the last decade, or probably longer than that, actually, since I've been in the spiritual zone, I guess like two decades. Um, and they've talked about how the, the vibration of the planet is speeding up and it's changing. And we're moving, we're also moving from like a 3d consciousness to a 5d consciousness i kind of i used to be really and kind of just really drawn into all of that now i kind of let it go like i don't i don't really care i just keep working on myself and my you know getting like working on my own progress but that's from when i think about the planetary ascension that's what i think about they're talking about where the whole planet we have an opportunity they say for the first time in a long time where the whole planet can ascend with the people mm. to a different dimensional thinking and what that does is that shifts your reality. But from my understanding, I also believe that those who aren't ready, they just kind of stay in their own 3D kind of world or reality and how that looks. And then we can go. And um, I guess we're not going to know what it looks like until it goes. Like, I think we already see that. Because, again, I think when, when we start to work from our heart, I believe that's when we're living in the 5D reality. And I think we go back and forth. You know, have you ever noticed, like, sometimes hmm. you put your keys down somewhere and you're maybe you come in and you're angry, you were late, and you throw your keys down, you walk out, you come back, you can't find your keys, you've shifted mm -hmm. your energy and now you can't find your keys. Like that's where I see like the dimensional shifts and we do mm -hmm. it every day. And that's part of the ascension. Like the more we practice, like we're talking about expanding our own energy or like, you know, moving our own consciousness and changing it, it goes out to the planet. And then, and then eventually that's where a lot of us see, we've seen visions, many of us have, living in a whole different space where it's beautiful and it's clean and we're working together. That's that whole vision we talked about earlier. That's mm -hmm. part of it. That's now, my I, 
take on it. Well, I've seen with your key example, I've, I, I've had another example for me is I know when I'm in a certain headspace, like do not send that email, do not pick up that phone. Like it is not going to go well. And then, you know, when you get there and you're in that good space, you're like, I'm going to get what I want. (laughs) Yep. So you just know it, you know, it's great. We're talking about different dimensions, third (laughs) versus fifth. Um, What is your experience? And you've, you were the first person I've ever met that hadn't had connections with ETs. And I just (laughs) definitely want to go into that and tell me your first experience. And then like after that, how it's evolved. Okay. Well, well, the first one I kind of already shared with you. Yeah. yeah. That was that being that showed up when I was little. So wait, um, wait, wait, wait. What do you think that was? I just think it was some, it was, it was definitely an alien. I, f- I felt their presence my entire life. You know, I think that's what's always helped me have a different um, outlook on stuff too. Um, uh, I've just gotten feedback from people where, they, where I thought I was like in a negative space and they've always told me even from way back when, no, you always look at things differently. And I was like, huh, you know, I guess I did. But that was how they helped me because they would show me different pictures. And then I think there was just a lot of little blips throughout my life. And, and, and sometimes for me, they show up and I don't always see their detail. I just can feel their presence and I can hear them and I can like have a conversation with them. Um, <laughs> I, I we used to have a lot of things happen like in in like the more I became aware of it like I would wake up in the middle of the night all the time and I would see things hovering over me I would see little sometimes I've seen little ships like I never think that was true but you know those movie that movie was it like batteries operated or something like that um where they show those little ships it's mm-hmm. one of the old movies I, I've seen that the little tiny like disc like shapes and they would I, and when I would I don't think they'd expect me to wake up and I would wake up and I would see them and they'd zoom away Wait, 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 wait. Break this down. So you're in your room. How old yeah. are you? Uh, as an adult. This is, I, I flash forward to adulthood. <laughs> so you're in adulthood now. Yeah. You're in your bedroom and you're wake, you wake up and you peer out of your window and how big are you seeing? Oh, no, 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 not out my window. Oh, Over in me. your room. In my room. <laughs> I've had so many like crazy experiences just in, in the house. So you're talking about miniature ships inside your house. Yeah. Yeah, so I, they, I, I didn't believe it till I saw it. Wow, are they see-through? Um, I just remember seeing lights. Like one time, um, it was with my partner. Then we, we, I was, I was laying in bed, and he wasn't in yet. And I, I was in this place, and I started to feel something. And I look up, and I see this stuff hovering over me, and I see these little lights. And he opens the other door to come in the room, and they like, I guess it must have freaked them out, and they went, Ugh! and they took off and I was just like did you just see that and he, wow. I, I guess he didn't but we used to have there was so much activity and wake up all the time and things would be hovering at one time my partner then and I we woke up and we had the same markings on our leg we're like a triangle like of dot things on our leg we're like cool okay um and then a lot of times I they would just have discussions with me like they were the ones I <laughs> this was back in the day no judgment please I have not eaten here in a long time, but back in way back in the day, I, um, I would take my kids to McDonald's to play. And I remember sitting there one day and I was looking up at the sky and I had some being to start telling me all the stuff that was going to happen with the chemtrails, all the stuff before I even knew what any of that was. And yeah. they just start telling me all this stuff that they were going to be able to control the weather, people's emotions. Um, da, 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 da. They were just telling me like all this stuff in McDonald's. And I'm like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? You know? um, you're inside what? McDonald's and, <laughs> and the voices are coming or you're seeing them or they're in yeah, the sky. It was just, I wasn't seeing them at that point. It was more of their presence was just like, they always made their presence known with me. Like I would just feel them around me, you know, um, with the kind of nice validation of some of my friends, like when we had our healing center, people did all kinds of modal, you know, healing modalities. And one of my friends, he would draw people's guides and stuff around them. And when he did mine, he was like, wow, you've got (laughs) ET guides there. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you have like a whole family. Like, yeah. Why you, why did you ever ask that? Like, why me? Yeah, and I think again, oh my god, there's so many movies. I'm I'm such a movie person, like I always relay this to, to movies, but they one time I saw this conversation, the guy said the same thing to this. It was that um, childhood's end. And he's like, Why me of all the people of Earth? He was like, Well, on one point, like you're open, you know, and I think that mm. that's part of it. And some people will see it differently than me. Like some people will see in all the detail and all that. And I don't and I think the reason I don't is because I don't need it. Mm. Like their presence, even though sometimes I want it. I can feel the presence so strongly in here and feel, and I'm open to it that way um, that it comes. One time I was having a conversation with them, and I guess my kids were all little at this time, 
Um, it was when we lived in Whittier. I didn't have my fourth one yet. And I was pissed off and I'm cleaning up the floor and I'm like, God, you know, and I'm having this count. I'm like, why can't you just show yourself? And I'm, I'm tired of cleaning up the mess. And I was just a combination of being this young mom and doing all this stuff and feeling yeah. frustrated. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I hear the first time, because usually you don't hear in the outside voices too much. It was this booming voice. that said, do not ask for that, which you are not ready for. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was so much. It was enough to just be like, it wasn't, they weren't mad. It was just a strong voice, like trying to like cut out my whining, you know, to say, we're doing you a favor. You're not ready for what we want to show you, you know? Wow. And yeah, it was, that was one of the like crazy ones. There was one more kind of fun story. I thought, if you don't mind, I'd share about yeah. your teen experience. And Please. when my third son was about two. Um, he used to see stuff all the time, but he, to this day, he still won't talk about it. He, I guess, I don't know if he wasn't allowed to, or he just, he just, he just can't for whatever reason, but I, we knew he saw stuff all the time. And so I'm in the room and it's in the middle of the night. And this is a lot of times where my conversations would happen with the other beings. And I have this closet in the room and it was an open closet, didn't have doors. And I'm talking because in my feelings that the being was in front of me in the closet and I'm talking to him and he's just going on. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but he's having, I'm having a big old conversation and my partner's sleeping over here and it's all dark. And all of a sudden you hear little Tommy's feet going, you know, down the hall and he stops dead in his tracks at my door. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden look of terror on his face and he turns to my closet. Now he freaks me out because now he's seeing what I'm talking to. And I'm like, and it kind of hit this whole other like reality of like, oh shit, what is, oh sorry, oh what is this, you know? And um, and and I'm like, what? And he wouldn't come in the room. He's like, Jen, light, light, light. And I'm like, it's okay. He's like, and he's like, and he's like, monster. And I was like, oh my God, because in my mind, the, the only details I could get was green. Like I kept seeing this being as having like some green on him, but I didn't think anything of it. Cause again, I go by vibration and I know that the space I hold for myself, only that which is for my highest good can come through. So I don't have worries about it, you know? So finally I turn on the light. Now I'm a little like, like shaken up a bit and he comes in and he's looking around and he's like, I'm like, what the heck, what's going on? And he's, He's like, like seeing if it's still here. And I'm like, and, and, and then I guess it left. And I said, what'd you see? And he wouldn't talk about then. So the next day I asked him, I said, what'd you see? And then he ultimately looks around again and he's like monster. And I'm like, what color was it? And he says green. I was like, Oh my God. Like, so he would see things. And um, another time, like there was a time I have felt like there was weird stuff happening. And I felt there was a ship around the house. And, and I said something to him, he goes, well, yeah, they've been there for a while. And I was like, oh my God, what are you seeing? And all he would tell me is he said that there was, this was a different house, mind you too. This was years down, down the line. And he said, there was a couple of beings or, or aliens and they were walking around following us, observing mostly him. And I think it was my youngest one. And they were writing things down. Really? And I was like, Oh, okay. And that's all he would tell he, That's all he would go. He won't talk about it any more than that. So I, again, I'm not sure if he's not allowed to, or if he's just not comfortable with it, but yeah, we've had a lot of weird <laughs> experiences like that with him growing up. That I mean, just having four kids alone is challenging. And then now you've got <laughs> a house full of like interdimensional travelers and oh, yeah. house guests. Oh, we wow. Lots of spirit guests. <laughs> So did you ever, cause I always want to figure things out. Like, did you ever try to figure out where they're from? Did you ever ask them? Like, you do, know, you, do you think that they're all one working together or do you think you have some from over here helping and some from over here? Like, my feeling is that they're, they're, they're obviously they're, they're from all over. Like I do, I know that there's like, there's like, um, certain, if you will, galactic organizations where they, there's a collection from all over the place that actually really want to help us. And, um, and I think that I get a lot of help from there or a lot of guidance from there too. But I do feel very different presences. Like they're, they're like from different beings that are not like at all. So I believe they come from all over and I do, I know that they have different intentions, but I also, again, the space that I set for me and you can do this for yourself all the time. And I've taught my kids this. Um, we still do these things all the time, but you can set your space that nothing can come in your space except for that, which is for your highest good. And that's what I've always done. I've, one of my first um, intuition teachers, Gunter Benz, taught me that. Like, and it was such a huge help for my mm -hmm. entire life after that. Um, but that I, and I know that I'm safe, and I know that you know that I work with this light, and 
that's all that's going to come through. So that to me is all that really matters to me. Cause I know a lot of people get really caught up in the details where they're from and all that. And I feel like if I'm meant to know, I'll know, mm. but I'm more, I'm more interested in the information, I guess. And in how, what I'm supposed to do in my life, if you will. I think that's where my focus goes. So most so. of the information, what, what type of information is coming through? So you have like the rainbow healing stuff that came through, which we're going to do a little bit of. They're always teaching me stuff, whether it's about the body, whether it's they're helping me have compassion. They've taught me a lot about compassion. And, um, and then sometimes it's more profound, like, like the rainbow touch healing. And sometimes it's about the community. It's about what space to hold, even when I'm not comfortable holding it, you know? Mm. Uh, I'm not one that likes confrontation and sometimes they really help me to stay strong in what I believe in even when I like want to crumble or something you know so I want to hear I want to do the meditation and I want to hear about your overall vision and sort of more what you're building but before we do that I want you to tell us the shield you were starting to tell us about the shield that you put around you because people don't understand and my I do it my daughter does it you know, and she's now teaching other people how to do it. She met an empath at work and the girl came in and she said, oh my God, I just, I feel so much. And my daughter explained, like, it sounds like you're an empath and you're feeling other people's feelings and you should put a shield up and this is how I do it. And she said the girl just started crying because she didn't have any idea that you can shield your own energy Basically, um, like I do this every night with my, my children. You can do it as a parent. You can do it for your children also. But I also really recommend teaching them because the biggest thing for all of us is a lot of times we're so sensitive. We don't realize how much we're picking up from other people mm-hmm. and it will make a huge difference. So you can just um, like take a deep breath in. What I'll have my kids do is take a breath in. And as they exhale, we ground down to the earth first. So you see this light go down through your body and kind of feel it. Um, this white light going into the earth, spreading roots like a tree. And then when you breathe it back up, then feel it go out of the top of your head and around, like making a bubble, a shield of light around you. But another part, what I'll do is I'll thank Archangel Michael and St. Germain. I work with them a lot. I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual and I like to work with different beings. And those are some that I love to work with and they're really great with protection. And so as I'm doing this visual, I'll say, thank you, Archangel Michael and St. Germain for this helping to put this shield of white light of protection around me. And I set the intention that only that, which is for my highest good can come through. And then again, I do it for all my children as well. Um, And you can do it like in a second, once you get used to the wording and stuff. And now what happens is like, you're protected. I do it around my house, my cars, my property, like whatever, you know, wherever you are with your, if you're, Oh my God, if you're having a challenge at work or whatever, send it ahead of you to work. It's mm-hmm. incredible how like it'll shift things, um, but and you it helps feel it. You seal it, right? Yeah, like it's like just and, and just visualize yourself in a bubble of light, a white light, and know that this is your protection bubble, you know, and nothing can come through except for what's for your highest good. Now you can let go and not have to be so afraid. And if ever something does come up, because there's a lot of times where I'll feel things that aren't comfortable, and I'll start to feel a little bit of fear. And right away, I again, I like to work with Archangel Michael. And I thank Archangel Michael and St. Germain for clearing the space. And then mm. I'll do the affirmations that I've taught my children, the affirmations, just, I am safe. Sometimes I'll do it as a mantra. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. Until I've like just completely gotten myself back into that bubble. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me about this community that you're building. Okay. So um, it's, it's, it's an extension from what we originally saw. And so we're still working right now. We've been, I think we've been in the practice space, just all of us living together. So we've got, you know, my family, my, my niece and her family and my mom and the learning. Oh my gosh. has been amazing to learn how to have all these adults living in the same space and learning how to be mindful and set a conscious, you know, everything as you're moving forward together. It's going to start with like a huge property where we want to build like um, earthship homes or, or some kind of um, eco-friendly homes. Mm -hmm. And we'll start with that with a self-sustaining community build like, you know, a big, huge greenhouse, have do everything that we can live as lightly as possible or, or one with the land, um, having like some free range animals. Because even, even all of that, we, we try to like rethink how we do everything, even like the animals, like I don't want to cage anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want to be able to live in harmony and, and, and come back to what does that mean? But sometimes we don't know what that is. And so we, every day we're learning and to be open to that being taught to us as we take our steps 
And then one of the, some of the things that we would like on it is like, we wanted to have a center. We're not sure if it's going to be on it or to set up a separate center where people could come for all kinds of health things for free. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but I, I really, this is where some of my things have changed because I believe that all of our basic needs should be met. I, I can't stand this stuff anymore where people can't go to the dentist or the doctor or have a decent home to live in or anything because they don't have enough money. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't believe that that should ever have to be that way or can't buy organic food because it's too expensive. Like, to me, this is just ridiculous. So our goal is like, you know, even like in the greenhouses, whatever we use and then share it, you know, maybe it's an exchange process. Not sure exactly how it's going to happen but where people are all giving and if people are all offering their services and then we're all helping each other but we're also getting our needs met and there's no more worry that there's not enough because really there always is enough and if we don't know how we thank you universe for showing us how then that piece of the puzzle comes in and by me sharing my journey it's sharing with other people and then they're sharing and it and ripple goes out I have one question about the, um, about the health stuff. You know, even my brain is like, oh, I want to do that. But then like, what if I get into this car accident where I need, you know, the whole insurance, how do you deal with that thought? Some of it is needed, but there's also a lot of education that if the education happens and we learn that it doesn't have to be a scary thing when something happens to our body and there's things that we can do. That makes a big difference. So the, it also shifts the insurance a little bit too because now we know we can go to the Louise Hay book and see where are my thoughts? How are my thoughts working in this? And how can I change my thoughts to change my experience? What can I, what foods can I eat that are going to help my body, help fuel it or give the nutrients that it needs to help this whatever ailment I'm experiencing? What movements can I make? You know what I mean? Like there's a whole, it's a whole package deal. I've seen visions where there are these centers and people can just come in. And, and I, somehow I feel like everybody, like if all of our needs are just met, right? Like even the doctors, all that, they don't need to have these horrendous fees either. It was just because of the way our lifestyle was created back then. It was this whole old paradigm thought shift that to be successful, you have to do A, B, C, and D. You have to go to school. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. And that's it. And then you have to charge all this money. You know what I mean? It's like, it's mixed up thinking. Also, again, my belief is anytime we have a challenge, whatever it is, say, thank you for showing me another way. How can I take care of this? This is what I'm experiencing. Show me how I can best um, find the places to go or the treatments or what can I do for myself to help make this situation better. When we get out of the way, there are unlimited possibilities of how things can happen. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been so, so wonderful. Um, I am so appreciative of you for being my first guest on the (laughs) Cosmic Goodie Bag podcast. And um, do you have time to do a little taste of the Merkaba? Sure. And then just will you tell me again what Merkaba means? So Merkaba is our light vehicle. Visualize a pyramid going above your, with a point above your head going down and the base goes like um, below your, um, let's say, in your thigh area. Then there's another one that's pointing down, and it comes up, and the base goes across your chest. And then there's a third one that overlays that kind of sideways. And with the Merkaba, there's there's a lot of teachings that will take you through a billion steps to get there. But I'm not a very good that kind of step person. <laughs> I was like, give me the quick on this, and they must have known that. So they just showed me these three vi- visuals of the the pyramids or the triangles. Wait, hold on one second. So there's a triangle that's upside down and then there's one that's, that's up, that's, that's going up. And then, and then the other one goes sideways, kind of like overlays them, but sideways. Okay. Okay. And so what happens is when you breathe in and you exhale, the one that's pointing up will rotate to the right. Mm -hmm. The one pointing down goes to the left and the other one I don't know how to explain that one. That one just kind of goes, goes around. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit, it's a, it takes a bit of learning to, to get it going and feeling it. But as um, a lot of the beliefs is once, regardless of which way you get there, because again, there's lots of trainings that go really in depth with how to do this in a lot of step programs. Um, they believe that this is how people travel. They use their light bodies to travel and that, that there's a lot of pictures. If you look back, even like with, I think it was, I've never seen one with Jesus and some of the other, um, other beings and stuff, you would see them where they look like they're floating. And sometimes you see the Merkaba, um, either over their head or over here. Really? Mentioned to some of the old pictures, you'll see some of this, but that's, that's what some of the beliefs were is that you can use this. I also was guided when they brought through the healing because 
in that you can, um, as you activate that, and then you let the energy flow through you, your palms, your hands, that's where we could use it. I was able to use laser, rainbow lasers to work on the body. But also they were telling me that just doing that as Merkaba, that could be your shield. And every day, if you activate your Merkaba, it's helping you to stay clear from the chemicals that are coming out, from, you know, other negative energies that are in your space. So it's just another in-depth um, shielding, if you will, too. But yeah, if you want, we'll just do uh, just a really quick um, mm -hmm. ending, if you want, like meditation, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll do a little Merkaba with it. And don't awesome. get caught up too much on what direction and all of that. If you just tune in and feel it, the energy will do it for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm excited. So, Thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, all right, so just if you want to close your eyes for a minute um, when you're listening and just take some deep cleansing breaths. And just with every breath, just feel a very peaceful healing energy pouring through your body. And as you exhale, just let go of any negativity, any heaviness, you know, any hurt, frustration, anger, let it go. And when you breathe again, this time breathe the white light down through your body. Just feel it flowing through every cell, every tissue, allowing that peace and healing to flow. Every cell, every tissue, every muscle. And it's just pouring out, out the soles of your feet, down into the earth, up down your arms, out the palms of your hands, out the base of your tailbone. Just feel it pouring really lightly, beautifully through your body and out. And then this time, as you breathe in, feel a rainbow light, a beautiful rainbow beam of light pouring down through your body. Feel it connecting in your heart, in your center. And then you can feel or see or just have a, a, a knowing of these triangles, these pyramids being within you. And if you are able... Feel the one pointing up. There's a, a pyramid pointing out through your body. Feel it rotating to the right with your breath. The one pointing down is rotating to your left. And one in, in the center of your body is going around to the side, just circling, feeling it. Whichever way it goes, just allow it to spin. And just breathe it in. Feel it expand. And this light is pouring out from every part of your center every chakra, and then you can feel it pouring out, making a shield of light around you, a rainbow shield of light. We just thank this energy and this light for this shield of protection. We set the intention that only that which is for our highest good can come through. And thank you for assisting us in every day, in everything that we're walking through, and all the changes to help us open up to all the infinite possibilities and all the blessings that are coming our way. And just do a couple affirmations as we allow it to continue to flow. I am safe. I trust the process of life. Life brings me only positive experiences. I am supported by the universe in all ways, always. My source comes from within, and it's unlimited and ever-flowing. And just breathe it all into your center. And as you exhale, ground it down, feel it pouring down through your legs, grounding it down back into the earth, the center of the earth, spreading roots like a tree. And then one more time, bring that grounding light of the earth. Feel it rising up through your body, through your center, to your head, and back out to the divine. And then just bring yourself back and to your center, to the here and the now, and just allow this energy, be conscious and aware of whatever form it takes in your life, whatever messages or guidance or pictures it might show you. And if you think it, you can open up and work with it every day. You see all the unlimited blessings and doors that will show up for you. And just come back, take a deep breath, bring yourself fully present and ready to take whatever step comes your way. Wow. That was just a really quick version, but. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, Carla, for, for having me do this today. 
Yes. Thank you so much for joining. Your presence is just a beautiful, like grounding energy for this podcast. And I'm really glad that we started here. So I definitely want to give you a shout out. I know you do um, juice plus, which I definitely take fruits and vegetables ground in the powder and my skin changed, my daughter's skin changed. And I mm-hmm. wanted to put it out there that you do that. If you want to say anything about it. Sure. That was just, just it was um, whole food nutrition that came into my life at a time that I really needed it. And it's made such an impact for myself and my family. And I just can't help not to share it. It's just been amazing. And it's helped me continue to clean up my health and my diet um, ever since it's been over, I think, going on seven years now. Mm. So, yeah. and then where can um, people find you? Are you, are you doing life coaching, spiritual stuff now? Or are you holding I on? I am. I am. I'm doing it um, kind of part-time, but okay. I do as spirit brings it my way. And so I do um, life, um, life coaching. I really like to focus on the life coaching because I want to help empower people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do like the psychic fortune telling, which I used to do more <laughs> of. I'd rather, I want to help someone take the steps through their life and help them evolve and all of that and transform. So I definitely do that over the phone right now. Um, I do half hour and hour sessions. Um, I have a website, my website, bear with me. It's, it's, uh, it needs to be updated. It's going to be having a, its own transformation, but it's the labyrinth of And then I have uh, the labyrinth of life also Facebook page, which I'll do whenever I do do something. I have meditation sometimes, or I'll just mm-hmm. sometimes get a whim to do a video about some topic that all goes there. Mm-hmm. And then I have a newer one. I've been working on art a lot lately, bringing my energy through art. Mm. And so I have a um, Prana angels, um, rainbow creations. Um, that's also a Facebook page. So I do some art and sell some art on the side as well. And you're starting a commune and you have four kids. So (laughs) you're not busy. All in perfect order. It doesn't happen all at the same time. But But anyway, I do want to put a shout out for you for for the um, spiritual coaching. I call you probably, I don't know, once a week, once every two weeks. (laughs) And I swear by it. So if anybody's interested and you want help, especially around kids and um, please give this woman a call. So yeah. or find, find you and all the information I can find on Facebook too. Like my phone number, all that actually is there. Okay, cool. <laughs> so. And I'm going to put under the podcast, your information so people can see it too. Okay. So. Anyway, I know you're busy, so I don't want to keep you for much longer. Thank, but you, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I'm going to talk to you soon. All right. Great. Have a great night. Okay, <laughs> thank you. you too. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.